G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. As you look back on this last year, I wonder, what would you have done differently? It's worth thinking about, because whilst we can't wind the clock back and do them over again, a bit of reflection can help you think about how you're going to handle things in the year ahead. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks for joining me as we take a bit of a look at this past year of yours from a different perspective. Well... Here we are in this week between Christmas and New Year. It's a funny kind of week, really, looking back on the year that's just been and with the other part of us looking forward at the year that might be. But sometimes the thing that stops us from really getting on and living this next year to the full is the regret of the year that's just been, or maybe the year before, or maybe the year before that. We all do things that later we regret. I wonder if I were to ask you to look back over this last year and pick just three things that you regret, what would they be? I truly believe that sometimes we need to look back before we can look forward. Now, I'm not one for living in the past and wallowing in regret, but regret's a funny thing. Regret is about lost opportunities. If only I hadn't done... If only I'd done this. And a related word is reproach. It's a sense of of blame or guilt that hangs over us from the past because of the mistakes we made, the things we should have done and didn't, the things we could have done and didn't, and the things we did that we shouldn't have done. And those three things, they bear bad fruit in our lives. They cause pain. It's interesting, there's a prayer in in the Old Testament of the Bible, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, it's called the Prayer of Jabez. And one of the things that Jabez prays is, Lord, keep me from evil that I would not cause any pain. When you and I do dumb things, which we do from time to time, it causes pain either to us or to the people around us, or in fact, to both. And as we sit here looking forward to a new year, let's just cast our eyes back on the year that's been and think what are the things that bring that sense of reproach, that sense of regret on our lives. And truly, unless we deal with the regret, the reproach of the past, we just can't move on and enjoy, I mean really enjoy the future. Actually, this is quite a common problem. All sorts of people spend their lives carrying around all sorts of baggage that is best left in the past. Yesterday, on a different perspective, we talked about taking stock of the year that's just been. On the one side of a page, listing all the positive, all the wonderful things that have happened in life. I don't know about you, but I look back on my life and I think, gee, this last year has been a wonderful year. It's been a tough year, it's been a hard year too. But there are so many things I can look back on and think, God's blessed me here and this has been wonderful and that's been wonderful. And then on the other side of the page, listing the negatives, the downers, the bad things that have happened either outside of our control that have impacted on us, like the London bombing. I mean, you imagine sitting on the bus at Tavistock Square and all of a sudden the bomb goes off. (laughs) Nothing that anybody other than the bomber himself could have done about that. Sometimes bad things happen to us that are completely beyond our control. Other times, bad things happen to us 
because bugalugs me or bugalugs you do some stupid things. And there are a whole bunch of different areas in our lives where we can be harbouring regret. Maybe you've worked too hard this year and haven't spent enough time with a family. Maybe there's been a relationship breakdown, just not enough time invested in that relationship. What opportunities did we miss last year? It's a funny thing how this regret just hangs over us. And you know what we then try and do? We try and deny the root cause. We all do that. We don't want to acknowledge that maybe we had a part to play in this thing. We don't want to own up. We don't want to be frank and open and say, hang on, if I had done this better, if I hadn't been so selfish, if I hadn't been so critical, you know, Maybe it wouldn't have been that bad. Maybe it wouldn't have happened at all. And then we rationalise it away. We blame other people. We blame circumstances. You know, one of the things I always have to do is watch my weight. I have to watch what I eat. Just my genetics, who I am, who my father was, who my grandfather was. I have to watch what I eat. And often when I'm travelling, as I do for the work and the ministry that I do, it's easy to say, well, you know, I'm travelling and I can't really control what I get served on the plane and, and I have to eat where I have to eat. It's really easy to blame everybody else. Actually, it is possible to watch what I eat when I am travelling. And I had to come to a point in my life when I said, I'm going to stop blaming everybody else and I'm going to take responsibility for this. Sometimes we have to do some radical surgery. We have to say, I'm sorry. We have to clear the air. We have to decide that what we are doing is wrong. I can hear what you're thinking. Bernie, I wish you wouldn't go there. Just leave this alone. It's the week between Christmas and New Year. I'm having a break. Stop poking around inside me. Let me say this lovingly and plainly and very clearly. If you are suffering from regret, I believe that God wants to set you free from that today. And the first step is acknowledging it and naming it and calling it what it is. If it is your selfishness or my selfishness, we have to own up to that. If it's our short-sightedness, if it's our laziness, if it's our imbalance, we have to own up and say there is a root inside me. There is a root that is bearing bad fruit. And the only thing to do with a root that's bearing bad fruit is to pull it out and throw it away. If we're still doing the stuff that caused the pain in the first place, we need to decide to stop. Paul the Apostle, a couple of thousand years ago, wrote this. If you want to find where it is, it's in the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10. He said, Pain and distress that drives us to God, it turns us around. It gets us back in the way of salvation. It never leads to regret. But those who let distress drive them away from God end up on the deathbed of regret. I love that. It is so realistic. It is so here and now for you and for me, even though it was written a couple of thousand years ago. Paul's saying, look, we're all going to have pain and distress. That's the reality. Happens. He did. You have it. I have it. Everybody else around us has pain and distress from time to time in their lives. And he's saying, look, if we let that pain and distress drive us towards God, well, that will turn us around. It gets us back on the way of salvation, that is, on the way of having a relationship with Jesus. But this is the bit that I really like. It never leads to regret. Why is that? Because if you and I choose to take the high road, if you and I choose to let our pain and distress and our weaknesses and our failures and the consequences thereof turn us around and head us towards God, 
there's something that God can give us that no one else can, and that is called unconditional love, acceptance, and forgiveness. And that is the one thing on planet Earth that will take the pain of my regret and the pain of your regret away. Then we can choose the low road. We can choose to let the pain and the regret drive us away from God. And this is what he says. I'll read it again. Those who let distress drive them away from God end up on the deathbed of regrets. If there's some part of your life that you want to turn around, a difficult marriage, a troubled child, some problems at work, we need to decide to turn it around. And then we need to let it drive us towards God, to involve him, to pray. Why? Because he can heal. He can touch. He can love. He can fill us with a peace that heals the wound of regret. And hand in hand with God, who, by the way, delights in this stuff. This is what God wants to do for you and me to heal the pains of the past. We can see our lives change. Or we can go on with this dull ache of regret right to our deathbeds. So this next year, what will you do differently? sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.